Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. The push him down. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that. On Talk Sport. Hi, I'm Gareth Davis. Welcome to the Fight Night podcast for TalkSport. This week, Spencer Oliver in the studio with me. And for the first half of the show this week, we're joined by the Noakes brothers. Sam, the undefeated lightweight, 10 fights, 10 knockouts. And Sean, the undefeated welterweight, four fights, two knockouts. We had a blast with the Noakes brothers. You are in a division which globally is seen as one of the most exciting divisions in boxing. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you can name perhaps five names to begin with, and I'll just call them out to you. Vasyl Lomachenko, Devin Haney, uh, Tank, Gust, Tank Davis, Ryan, Gus, Ryan Davis, and Shaka Stevenson. Those five, that quintet of fighters, are now converging on some major super fights and you really are if you want to get in that mix probably only a year year and a half away from that yeah I mean I'm taking my time because I always remember um, Archie Sharp said to me before he said oh, you can if you rush up there if you come unstuck he said I'm for kids game this boxing game so just take my time listen to my coaches but I definitely believe that I can get there and I mean mm-hmm. Any of them five is talking big money fights there, boys. And one of the reasons why I mention them, those five names, first of all, because for someone young like yourself, and they are young as well, it's an amazing thing to be able to aim at because it's it could be life-changing money and life-changing oh, yeah. for you to be in the ring with those yeah, guys. Yeah, be unreal. I mean, even to share, they're all top names. They're, obviously, they're household names now, but in mm. a few years, that's what I'd want to be, a household name. I mean, you're at the right stage right now, Sam, and you're, like, you're, you're, you're brilliantly positioned because you've had 10 fights, 10 KOs, you know, and you look at at where you're at, at the development stage you know there's some good names in this country you've got like your Maxi Hughes your Kid Galahads and Gavin Gwynns and Corey yeah. Gibbs even stuff like that where you can learn your trade go on are you the sort of guy that would like to do it like the old traditional way like you're a British champion now win the Commonwealth win the European where you're stepping up the standards all the oh, time yeah, and getting think... yourself ready because like Gareth said the names that are in your division Globally on the world stage, they're pound for pound stars, yeah, and that is going to be the division. When the he- when this group of thirty plus heavyweights have gone right now, that's going to be the division that the world's really looking at. In my yeah, view. I think that's why you want to do it the old traditional way. I think like do the British and then do it rather than um, rush up or try and avoid fighters. Like I'm ready for them big domestic fights. Obviously, I got the fight on the fifteenth at the Copper Box, and then after that, 
I'll be ready for any one of them names. The I mean, Commonwealth uh, and WBC International Silver, silver yeah. lightweight oh, title. He's going all right. Against I'm, Karthik Sashith Kumar. What do you know about him? Uh, I think he had a very good amateur record. I think he's just a good slick boxer, and I believe that he's probably going to be tricky for four to six mm. rounds. But I mean, it's 12 rounds is a long time, boys, mm. and uh, I it plan is. on getting it done. You in don't the like 12. going 12 no, soon, no, no, mate. That's, as no. your record would suggest. Well, I've only been past five once, mm. but so I don't really. They don't get paid for overtime. I know it's cliche, it, it is to say, yeah. but it is true. Spencer. Yes, no, he's hundred percent right in what he says. But what you will happen is you prepare. Obviously, now you're at that 12 round standard, the Commonwealth yeah. champ, and all that. You're at that level now where. You know, you get these guys that come over and they are tough. And some of them, yeah. you hit them and you think, I had the same when I was boxing. You think, how's this geezer taking this? How's he soaking it up? But somehow they do. And they find that second wind and they keep going. Yeah. And they will take you into those later rounds. You're prepared to do that for when the time comes. Yeah, you- I mean, the sparring in the gym we got, we got Pierce O'Leary. I mean, obviously, he's another Frank Warren fighter. And I mean, some of them rounds. And you're doing two, 10 rounds twice a week, mate. I'm mm. telling you, they're, they're, you pay to watch them. Yeah. So I'm well prepared for it. But I mean, when obviously, when you're on fight night and they're not your friends, they're not your teammates, and you've got that little bit more of a killer instinct in you, like, it is different. And I mean, them mm. eight-ounce gloves are nasty. <laughs> they gonna, are nasty. We're going to catch up with your older brother, um, uh, Sean Noakes, as well, obviously, who's progressing in his career. He's a couple of years older than you uh, later on in this segment. But... Um, Tell us how you, obviously two brothers boxing, both professionals, how you got into it. You're from Maidstone. Have you got boxing in the family? How did uh, it all begin for you guys? Well, it began for me. Sean, um, Sean started doing it first. And then obviously like... In was, the street. Yeah, well, that's how Clearly, I think everyone... The way he fights... Yeah, he's, I mean, after his last KO, man, I'm not going to start piping no, up too many that times. Was on, so. well, that, that nearly stole the show. If if we hadn't had um, Arta Betabiev and uh, Anthony Yard that night, and he was on that well, undercard, it would have stolen the show, I'd go as far as to say it? that it probably would have been the knockout of the night. Obviously, mm. we had Biev, better Biev, didn't he? I mean, he ain't got 19 to 19 for no reason, but... Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it was so, a great performance. It really so, was. So, so he began, and he influenced you going into well, it. Well, no, because he started going up, and obviously I was just being a little terror. My mum, my mum was like, "Right, you've got to go up there. Strong's up there. You've got to do it. You need some discipline." And then obviously walked through the door at Westry ABC, and uh, not looked back. Mm. It's been thirteen years now, and I, I love every minute of it. So, tell us a little bit more detail. I mean, were you guys always looking for trouble? Were were, nah. were, were you always happy to take trouble? What, oh, I mean, like, the, obviously we would never the, run away from it, boys. No. We're council estate boys, didn't uh, we? Right. Who turned pro first at you two as well? Because obviously, Sean, you you started boxing first, but you've got more wins yeah, so and I, more I, fights um, on your record. So I, 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 I was turned over first. I think I turned over in nineteen, and then obviously Sean was still amateur as well, and then had a good amateur career. And then he turned over a little bit later, so... But, yeah, so... Yeah, it's kind but of was right. there boxing in the family? Uh, I think my granddad probably used to, like, doing the fairground fights or whatever yeah, back in the day yeah. when it was. But, I mean, we've always been, like, a sporting family. Like, my mum has always loved me getting into running, and that's probably why I'm mm. such a good runner, because she's a bit of a pushy parent and that, but... Football as well for both of you or not? I'm going to bring uh, Sean in in a minute. I used to play till I was about 11, and then I thought, nah, weren't a bit of me, really. So- well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me bring Sean yeah, in because sure. he's sitting there patiently. He's, he's shadow, he's shadow <laughs> boxing. He's shadow boxing, he's shadow boxing, boxing with a talk sport. He's in I've seen my last knockout. Sean, obviously you were an influence on on your brother going to the gym. How did you first start then? Well, I was um, I was like 12, 13. I was quite a chubby kid. Quite a chubby. Being modest, mate. I was fat. He's a big old boy. I just watched watch all the Rocky films and that, and I thought, you know what, everyone's in good shape. And I thought, you know, I want to lose the weight. Mm. So I started losing the weight. And then um, eventually they went to me, do you want to box competitively? And mm. I started and I, I, I just I loved it, took to it quite well. And 
eventually uh, my mum made Midge come up with me. Yeah, and, uh, I remember we always I, used to do like the, uh, you know, back, back garden and that. And obviously everyone's all sparring, you get a pair of gloves. Do you remember if you lost, you got thrown in the swimming pool yeah, in the clothes and that. So I was thinking, no, I ain't getting well. I remember once I had a broken arm with a cast on and only had one glove. And obviously all the boys are like 15, 16 years old. I'm trying to hey, swing them. Ended up losing, getting dung in the water. And, yeah. <laughs> Were you both sparring with each other with a glove each at some point as well and being sent up to bed because you couldn't stop no, doing was it? You, kind of uh, you had the Hulk gloves. Do you remember the ones yeah, you used to punch yeah. together? That, and was, that was before we even started boxing them gloves. No, and then um, we uh, we were never allowed to spar at the club because uh, we're like a pair of old women. We are big oh, or yeah. bad. Oh, do you? Oh, we, oh, we yeah. are. We are. I love him. To, so, I love him to death, but he didn't half get on my nerves, boys. Oh, he's, he's, <laughs> it's all coming out tonight. You'd, you'd never think we're brothers the way we the way he spars. He comes yeah. in with his elbows. Nah, it's a rough old game. I'm really preparing him <laughs> for that rough game out there, boys. So, so who gets the better of the sparring? All right, I know you don't anymore. Oh, okay. So, Sean, <laughs> did you, did you put your hand up? Nah, so well, I Sean, thought that's what you were going to do. So Sean gets the better of the sparring, does he, say? Listen, if that's what he wants to believe, boys. Uh, to, be, to be fair, it's, 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 it's competitive. I'll say this. We'll get you separate cars home tonight. So just, <laughs> no, if he honest, keeps saying right? that, he's walking home. I ain't taking him home. He can walk back. Do you know what? I used to, when I started boxing, so I had an older brother as well. We were boxing at the same time. My, my older brother, for... Many years he used to beat the life out of me. That was in the front room because we used to spar a lot in the front room. Then he would take you down to the gym. And I think that's what helped me get along and get to where I got to in the end through that. But it was my older brother was the one that introduced me into boxing. And yeah, he used to give me a little kick in well, yeah, I mean, time to time. Definitely when we were younger, there was no contest. At Westry, I couldn't really lace yeah. a glove on him. That's all that is to say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously as we got older, got a bit bigger. Now I'm bigger, stronger. And to be Faster. fair, like, we never really sparred. We never really no. had to spar. We like, weren't allowed. We big boys, honestly. We big too I'm, much. I'm quite a chilled older brother. Like, I never mm. felt like I had to dominate or anything like that. So it was always all right between but us. But he's always got to have the upper hand. I've noticed that already. I'm proper so petty, boys. I'm proper petty. Honestly, I feel You're attritional. You're definitely attritional yeah. with him, yeah. yeah. So you have to be a bit more laid back. Yeah, I've got to be chilled. He's got, he's got, he's got to win everything. He's always the mid-show when we go. Oh, he let me win, dear. That's what it is. He let me win. He's cheeky, But what do you play outside boxing? against each other that you've got to win then everything so. oh, really? so if we play tennis I'll win you can't say you can have tennis oh, you know what boys he, he started playing golf and he actually probably yeah, there's a lot of competitiveness between you oh, two man. isn't there Is it, but that, but that, 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 that must that, be a great feeling yeah. would, I think that will help yeah. you guys actually moving forward yeah. because that competitive edge gives you the edge to, to oh, yeah. achieve you think more after his last fight the pressure I've got on my shoulders yeah. now I've got to step up mate not just the pressure this is a genuine question now about love for one another as blood it must be so difficult when the other one is fighting when he was fighting oh, yeah, on them, on honestly I don't get too nervous for myself yeah but I've never ever been a fan yeah, of watching him both ways. as much like as we all laugh and joke and that but it ain't it's because you're not you're not in control and you don't know what's going to happen it yeah. isn't nice yeah. same same yeah, for you Sean honestly I'll get nervous for his fights more than I do my own I'll sit there ringside sweating my hands all clammy but you right. do his corner and you do his corner, yeah, or not? Uh, no, to be fair, we try, like, we keep out of it, all sorts of things like that. He's doing his thing, I'm doing my thing, but then obviously we're in each other's corner anyway. But you'll be there at the Copper Bowl. Yeah, always. So we'll always doing the we will be on, uh, on April the 15th, of course, with Talk Sport. After we'd got into it with Sam and Sean, we were joined by their manager, Francis Warren, son of Frank Warren. I want to start with Sean, um, and, and you know, forgive me, Sam. I don't usually start with Sean. There you go. He's already <laughs> making. He's already <laughs> making a sign at Sam. One nil. Always <laughs> the best to last, and yeah. Sean's last performance. I, he, he started yeah. slipping and moving, and, and, and you know, bobbing and weaving, and slipping shots. And I actually, <laughs> he slipped one shot and threw an uppercut. And I actually said out loud, without without being able to help it, I went, 
I thought, bloody hell, he, he thinks he's Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he, he, he boxed, he boxed out of his skin. He boxed fantastically well, and the finish was was uh, was absolutely beautiful. Well, and, we were uh, there. We were there with. Uh, yeah. I think we were there with Talk Sports yeah, on we the night, there, weren't we? And sport. you know, we've been there all week. That performance against Santiago Garcia de Colombia <laughs> was. It had it not been for the Anthony Yard better be of absolute blinder, yeah. that would have been the, mm. the the fight of the night and the knockout of the night, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a great performance for Sean. You know, he'd be back out again in uh, in mid May, and you know, obviously, you know, it's just you know, it's a testament to the way he's performing. You know, it's you know, it's pretty much within this couple of days of um of his of, of, of you know him finishing one fight, he's getting another date. Um, very much similar to, to Sam's progression. It's not just you know, obviously they're very, both very very popular guys. They sell bundles with tickets, which obviously helps. But it's not just about selling tickets. This is about seeing two young men develop uh, at a rate of knots and, and you know, they're hugely popular, but they can both fight and they can both punch and it's so exciting. I mean, and, and to be managing both of them, um, you know, obviously I've, man- I've managed Sam since he turned pro. Uh, first met Sam actually, um, inv- I invited him down to the, uh, it was the Billy Joe Saunders fight at Stevenage Borough. Uh, oh yeah, fight. that night, um, that was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a real night, but you know, the best thing for it me was. personally to come out of that night was, was, was meeting Sam, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and we've, we've, we've got, you know, we've got along like the house on fire and um, I think as, as, as his, his career has progressed and, and it certainly has progressed under the tutelage of, of Alan Smith down at, yeah. down at the Iron Box. Um, you know, he's, he's just come on leaps and bounds. And mm. I'm, I, couldn't, I couldn't be a prouder manager of, to be looking after both, the, both these fantastic set of human beings. Not boxers, human beings. They're great guys. So, I'm, I'm, thanks, Ross. That's lovely. Uh, well, apart from the loving, let me ask some journalistic questions. Um, Sam Noakes uh, at 10-0 and with 10 KOs. Um, we talked about the lightweight division that exists globally at the moment, and it's an extraordinary division. Um, do you want to see Sam go the traditional route of going as he is Commonwealth, British, European, um, and then step him up and try and get him some of those big fights with, um, you know, the, the, the Stevensons and the Davises and the Garcias, the, 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 the Lomachenko. Lomachenko's not fought in the UK. Mm. Um, to get those kind of people over here in two years' time to fight those big fights, because the big stars seem to want to come to the UK to fight. Yeah, if you're not wrong, obviously, you know, if, you know, if they do want to come over here, and you know, we've certainly got the talent to be able to compete with those, with those, you know, with, with the catalogs of that sort of caliber. Um, but you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, one of your final comments there was within two years' time. Um, you know, we're in no rush here. Um, mm. You know, Sam's Sam's got all the time in the world. Um, you know, he's at very very early stages of his career. He's had um, some some good. You know, he's, he's 10 and 0, 10 knockouts. We're on a great run, we're on a great roll, but he's still learning. Every day in the gym is, is more important than the previous day. That's 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 the aim of the game at the minute, to learn something new every day. Um, and, you know, he, he's in a great position. He's, he's a Commonwealth champion. He's had a couple of defences of the WBC International Silver Belt, so he's slowly building that, you know, that, that world ranking with WBC. Um, but, you know, but there's, there's some domestic fights that I think, you know, that, that, that we'd like to have, um, you know, people, you know, such as like Josh Padley, Ryan Walsh, right, um, Regan Glacklin, yeah. uh, Lewis Sylvester, all these sorts of guys, because I think, you know, it's not about proving yourself at a, a domestic level, but it's about what, you know, once you, once you take that leap out of the UK, there's, it's very difficult to come back into it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, and, and, and it's all about, the, you know, it's the oldest cliche in boxing to right fights at the right time. And, you know, and I, you know, as I said, I'm, a, I'm obviously very fond of these guys. 
and are very, you know, and I will be very protective of them. Um, and you know, they won't be they won't be sent into the lines then until mm. they're mm. a million percent ready to com- to compete at the highest level no matter what the financial reward would be. Yeah, Francis, you're right what you say there. They're both very infectious guys. We've got them in the studio here. They're both fun, very competitive. You know, when we historically, when we get brothers, both brothers that can fight, I mean, how what's the roadmap for these guys and how far do you think they can go? Do you think they can both achieve those heights and go on to win world titles like the Edwards brothers and stuff? Because they would be very marketable because they're, they're both really nice guys. And I think that we live in a world today that it's like it's all about promotion, self-promotion and having that charismatic um, personality. And both these kids have got it. They've got it in, in, in abundance, uh, Spencer, you know, and it's, in it, you know, you've only got to spend a little bit of time with them to realise. Yeah, we have about 10 minutes. Yeah, they're guys you want to see more of. And not just in, you know, not just in the ring, you know, you know, I've got, I've got there's plenty of deals in the woodwork for both the guys uh, commercially. And, you know, it's, it's not going to be a hard sell for these guys to get to the top of the game, but, but they won't get there if, we, if, if they go into fights too early, too soon. Um, you know, I think if you look at something, you know, towards the end of the year, a seasoned veteran like Ryan Walsh, for example, for Sam, I think that'd be a great fight, great mm-hmm. test to see, you know, to see where to see where he's at. Um, you know, eighteen months later, you you know you you know you might you might might look a little, you know, you look a bit further afield for 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 a European title, for example. Um, you know, but I, I wouldn't if if Sam was a few fights in front, four or five fights in front at this stage, I wouldn't say no to Baranchik. So if mm-hmm. Baranchik's still you know, European champion, say February next year. That's something that we could look at. Mm. But you know, as I, as I said, we're we're still at the very, you know, he might be, he is Commonwealth champion and he's fighting a Commonwealth ranked uh, contender in his next fight, and that's the aim of the game. You know, the belts you've got, you defend against the people available to you. And I think Karthak Kumar with ten and zero with four KOs, um, he won a, a world youth silver uh, as well. You know, so he's he's, he's you know he's yeah, not coming like in with yeah. With no, with no, and he's slippery as well. So Sam's, if Sam wants to get to 11, 11 and 11, 11 wins, 11 knockouts, he's going to um, probably have to go looking for it. I've got to say, Francis, obviously you um, also look after Dennis McCann and the Atalma brothers. Obviously they, they had um, yeah. uh, sliding door fortunes on that night. Um, with Better Be Evan Yard, and and I was actually I think I was there with you interviewing for Talksport as uh, as the older brother was beaten. But obviously Moses looks a great prospect at heavyweight. I've got to ask you this because we don't often talk about this thing on the show. It, there's an art to growing the career of a fighter, isn't there? Which is often overlooked at the moment because of the, the influence of young people and the way that a lot of young people follow boxing and MMA now and MMA fighters move very quick to, quickly. It's a different algorithm, even though people are impatient, isn't it? Gareth, I think I'm have to take you on as a, you know, as a consultant because, <laughs> you know, to, to, to explain to, the, to some of these youngsters... Who come in, and I, I wouldn't put Sam and Sean in this category. No, they're not. Clearly, they they, they, they trust. They trust. They they, they really trust in the process. Mm. But there are some fighters that, after six fights, seven fights, you get, you know, they ring up saying, "Oh, I want to fight X, Y, and Z," and and you're like, "You're you're just going to get beat." What 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 value is that? You know, and you're not well enough to get well paid enough. So it's it's just you know it's nonsensical sometimes. But you know. With my guys, um, you know, I think they, you know, well, they have to trust in my process if they want to sign with me. Because from from day one, I say it's 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 this is very much a marathon; it's not a sprint. Um, and I've obviously I've learned from the master of the art in building a career. 
and, and developing uh, a young fighter into a, 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 a to, into a world force. You know, I think my father has taught me. You know, you, there's no rush in this, and there's no shortcuts. Our thanks there to the Noakes brothers for coming in uh, late night on a big call from Maidstone. We cannot wait to meet their mother, Sharon, as well, given all the things they told us about mum. What a credit they both are to their parents. Up next, we were joined live after his victory over Thomas Faur to win the European light heavyweight title to go with his British light heavyweight title, the one and only friend of the show, Mr Dan Aziz. To the southern area, the English title, the British and the Commonwealth, and that could be it, and it is indeed it. The referee waves it over, big right hand from Super Dan Aziz has closed the show. I woke up, I dreamt that it was over, I won by a stoppage, then I woke up, I was like, oh, so the fight, I still got to do that fight. <laughs> but, you know, my dream matched the reality, so I'm happy, win-win. Prophecies that I made way back in the veil. At the end of the day, as much as, you know, we're warriors and we go in there and, you know, she can destroy it, we do want to go back home to our families and that's the most important thing. So, um, great job by the referee. What does it mean to you to get the European title to go with your British title, first of all? Uh, it means it means so much. It means so much, especially the fact that I went over to France, beat a Frenchman, um, I'm, a, I'm on away soil. And it's just, um, the trajectory is just, it, it just means a lot. I've won every belt step by step i haven't had a fight where you know three belts are on the line or two belts on the line i've actually had to go and win them one by one so every time i winning one and adding another to the collection it just means so much to me like and um yeah like i said in the post interview i feel like crying i just you know it just yeah meant a lot and what does it mean that one of your rivals um significantly in joshua Boatsi, Signed with Boxing Sky Sports this week. Um, do you know what it, it, it? It's good. I'm happy for Josh because he's a mate of mine, and you know, is he a mate career, of yours or a rival? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's both now. Mm. It's both. And to be fair, you know, anyone in the division that's a lot heavy, if you're in the same division as anybody, they're automatically rivals. So when it comes to boxing, yes, he's a he's a rival. So, but um, what I wanted to say is that. If me and Josh were ever going to fight, I don't think, you know, people say, oh, because he's come to boxing, it makes it more easier. Me and Josh are the type of people, regardless of whether he was on zone or uh, BT, if we're going to fight, we'll fight. Whether it's me going over on their platform or him coming on to ours, I don't think we shy away from that kind of thing. But, yeah, it's, you know, it, it looks it looks spicy, you know, that another light heavyweight's come on unsure but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens well it certainly makes that fight an easier one to make and like you say you'd put friendship aside because I know that you two spar together and you have got a friendship but the reality yep. is he's number one with the WBA you're number two yep. with the WBA in the governing yep. body so you're both knocking on the door for those world titles um, yep. Bivol's got the WBA title Baterbiev's got the other titles as well um, yep. they're looking to go undisputed so the reality is you two could box yep. for a, a an opportunity to fight for the undisputed. That's something that, that or, that's a part or, that or could happen. Or would you rather wait till one of you or both of you have got world titles before you meet? That's the, you know, does it get, no, need to be curated? No, no, no. I don't, well, on my side, and I think Josh's as well, it's not about, if we're going to fight, it doesn't have to be, oh, you know, Dan needs a world title. I'm so glad fight, to hear that. 
Yeah, so if, glad if we're going to fight, we're going we're gonna to fight. But for me, an ideal situation would be he's number one, I'm number two, and we fight for maybe a vacant belt. That would be wicked. But regardless, if we're going to fight, we'll fight. And he said it the other day, and I've said it before, we go hell and back in sparring, free of charge, no eyes. So, you know, if you put money, put money in the pot, you know, big audience, a, a, a world title, of course we'll do it. All right, let's, let's straight question then. Who do you want to fight next? Um, it's funny because oh, so many people were asking me this the other day and I, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind fighting this and that. But I'll be honest with you, Gareth, I don't mind. <laughs> like Anyone like, in the top 10, anyone I can have a good scrap with, anyone that, you know, that can enhance my legacy, my CV, you know, put me on that road to a world title or fight for a world title, I don't mind. I'm not fast. Do you know what, Dan? You are one of those. You are proper old school, mate. You really are. And I think that that's a, that's a brilliant way to be. Like, what you said there was key. Like, you, you and Boatsy, you'd happily get it on without a title on the line. You've gone on... You're like a road warrior, man. You've gone out there. You've won English. You've won Southern Area, English, British, Commonwealth, European, and you've done it on the road. You don't mind fighting in the other guy's backyard. That is rare these days, mate. You just go there and you pull it on the line. And I love that. No, 100%. Because, listen, Spence, I, when I first started, I used to watch it, it just a Southern Area title bout. I used to think, whoa, this is going to be hard to get. So for me to get a Southern, an English, a British, and now European, what more can I ask for? I've got a chance to fight the best. Mm. I've got a chance to make, you know, history. You know, um, so what, what what's holding me back? So, mm. yeah, man, but, that's how I look at it. Anyway. But it. But it is an awkward scenario in terms of the UK. If I run through the list of Callum Smith, Joshua Boatsy, Anthony Yard, yep. um, and, that, and that's that's one, two, and three for better BF's WBC title, by the way. Yep. Um, Craig Richards, Lyndon Arthur's fighting on uh, Friday night for the IBO light heavyweight title. Who am I forgetting? Uh, have I mentioned Craig Richards yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, there, yeah. There are so. There's a part of me um, that's slightly frustrated that all six or seven of you aren't in a tournament together, Dan. That, that there's a chance to have a golden era of of British light heavyweights or European light what heavyweights. What we need to do is just just keep speaking it into existence, man. It will absolutely. Happen. Mm -hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll, listen, me as a fighter and even as a fan of boxing, I will be gutted. If all of us don't mix it up together, we act like you said we have a we have an opportunity to make a golden era, the light heavyweights, like, and I'll be so happy to be a part of that. If it doesn't happen, man, I'll I, I'll feel like I've let myself down, let the fans down, let boxing down. So, and I'm sure all the other fighters feel that way as well. It's There's a horrible habit of that not happening, though. There, there is, in, in, but that's what I'm saying. But the, you know, these light heavyweights, though, they all seem very keen to get it on with one another. It's like it's one of those unusual weight divisions right now that is to to create legacies of modern eras and whatnot you've all got to fight the best and be the best and you've also got to have good dance partners there's five or six in your weight division world-class fighters if you lot all mix it up that will go down in history exactly. and people will remember exactly. that but what I love about your weight division, Dan, is that you all speak the same language. You know, it's not about it, politics getting in the way and wanting to lose your O and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's it's more about let's mix it up. Let's see who's the best. Let's get it on. And that creates that creates legacy. 100%. We still talk about just Watson, Eubank and, and Ben. That's just three of them. We still, mm. I, still, I still watch the Super 6 with, you know, Carl Froch, Andre Ward. And all of them look like so. We need to create a, 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 another one, and I think 
the UK light heavyweight so far. That's the best. That, that that's the best division. Um, like there's like three of us in the top ten in the world. Like, sure. You know what I mean. So I think that's the best chance and opportunity for us to do it. And I really, really do hope we do it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code Listen to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. That's code Listen at BlueNile.com for fifty dollars off your purchase. BlueNile.com code Listen. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber dot com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. While continuing our theme of 175 pound fighters on this show, I caught up with Lyndon Arthur, who fights for the IBO title next Friday night on Channel Five. Here's what he had to tell me. Channel 5 is a massive platform and uh, I'm glad that it's on that as well because you know like I said before like you don't need you don't need to be subscribed to Sky you don't need to subscribe to the zone BT Sport it's just it's just free to air anyone can watch it you can be flicking through channels just to watching anything and, and, and that can pop up when you can tune in Would you like a third fight with Anthony Yard is what I wanted to ask you Yeah, oh, yeah yeah one million percent million percent that's just goes without saying. It's one one. In, like in my, I'm not the guy that's stuffing. I'm chasing. But if the if the if the option to fight him came up, then I would take it. But what about Dan Aziz? Yeah. What about Dan Aziz? Good win. Good win. Um, I watched it. Good fight. I think it's someone. That, I think it's someone that would would make a would make a great fight. It's a very interesting press conference, Joshua Watsi. Explain why he I've left. That. He, he, he signed for boxer, hasn't he? He has, and he said, I want yeah. people to say, we know what channel to ter- tune into or turn into. I'm not going to tell you to download an app to type in your email. My last fight, I asked myself, how many watched it? I don't think a lot of people saw it. How does a bo- Why does a boxer say that, do you think? I have, I, I, have, I have no idea why he said it. I have no idea, but I, I guess he wants to be. I guess he wants to be seen a, a lot more than he probably is getting so seen. It's the zones are hard one because it, it it came on and it kind of blew up and it kind of went in everyone's faces and then I think people kind of got bored of the fact that you have to go on up. 
you have to you have to kind of download it on your phone and or download it on your telly and stuff like that. It's it's not just easy access. It's harder than I don't know if you're a boxing fan, you're gonna watch the zone regardless. But if you're not a boxing fan, and you just like you just can't, not not that you're not a boxing fan, but you are, but you just like boxing, you're not gonna have that mm. kind of app kind of thing. So the the, the, the casual is not gonna see you because they're gonna be watching a boxer show or it, some. A lot of people are complicated. Like, a lot of people find stuff like complicated. Can't be asked doing it. It's and you've got to pay twenty pound a month. I think it is now or something or whatever it is. I don't know. And I, def- I guess I guess that's his reasons. I just want to say, you know, age 31, when you were, let's say, early 2020s, 2010, 13 years ago, when you were a late teenager, did you think you were going in a different place? Um, I guess, yeah, probably. But you know what? It's weird. I always knew I'd be, I'd do something. I just didn't know what. But at that time, I had no idea what it would be. But I, but even as a kid, I always knew I would, I would, I wasn't just going to be just. I, could, I couldn't no disrespect to anybody, but I couldn't like I wouldn't work at what you call a normal job. I, I wouldn't be. I don't think I'd be able to. What were your normal? Not that I won't. Pardon. What were your non-normal jobs before then? I'd never had one. Yeah. Never had one. I'd, oh, actually. I lie. When I was a kid, I worked in a car wash. Right. I also, when I was sixteen, no, when I was fifteen, I did three days on a on a a, a, a builder site, and I got sacked on my birthday. On my sixteenth birthday, I got sacked. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I was wandering around doing nothing. And that's about it. So I always. I just knew. I just knew that you know, be the 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 the, the normal route wasn't 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 ever going to be a an option. If you when you look back at your fifteen and sixteen year old self now, what's the advice you'd be giving that young man right now, if, from where you sit? Um, why think about it? <laughs> think about it. Before you do anything, just think about it. Yeah, take um. I don't know. It's, oh, by that by that time, I by that time I'd, I'd by that time I probably needed this. I probably needed boxing. I probably would have done boxing a little bit sooner. So at, at fifteen, yeah, I probably would have said start boxing. Were you directionless then at that point then? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just My... fascinated to ha- what ha- what you were like because you're such a solid individual. Oh, I was just I was just I was just a terror. Were you? My my mindset. My mindset was just different. It was just a bit all over the place. Is it diff- so, is it painful thinking of yourself then or not? Not painful, but no, it's not thinking of myself then painful, but just I mean, you just I, know, I had fun, I had fun growing up. I had yeah. fun, but what, what but what I would call fun, a lot of people wouldn't. So tell us what you mean by that then. Uh, just just 
Das ist doof. Das ist doof. Das ist doof. Das ist doof. Ich denke, das ist doof. Stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing. I don't want to put myself in bad light, but just yeah. doing kids stuff, stuff that stuff that probably be frowned upon a little bit. No, let me get back to the main business next Friday night. Obviously, it's at the Bolton Whites Hotel, Bolton. You're fighting Brain Noel Suarez, the vacant IBO light heavyweight title. What are we going to see from you on Channel Five? Of course, live on Friday night. What are we going to see from you? And where do you want to put yourself with the statement you make there? Dominant performance, I'm confident. I'm I'm excited to fight. I'm excited to headline. I'm excited to put a show. We're going to see you in a world title fight in the next year. I hope so. A big domestic fight. Well, we're on the light heavyweight theme tonight. We've got three of our prominent light heavyweights in the news this week. Um, we had Spencer and I a deep chat about the light heavyweight division here and all the talents here. Joshua Boazzi, of course, has just moved camps from matchroom Eddie Hearn to Sky and Boxer. Here's what Spencer and I felt about his move and how we feel right now about these six, seven, eight characters who all need to meet each other in the 175 pound division. Well, look, undefeated uh, British light heavyweight Joshua Boazzi is obviously very talented. Um, won a medal in Rio at the mm-hmm. uh, bronze medal. Yeah, bronze he, medal. Uh, light heavyweight at the uh, Olympics in Rio in 2016. He's had a, a slow burn to his career, but he, he's, he's done nothing wrong. But he was, as he says there, he's 30 now. He wants the biggest fights now. He wants the biggest platform for sports fans. And he said in that press conference, I think you were there. Were you there on, in Croydon? I was. I was in the studio, yeah. actually, on Thursday with but, him as but, well. But were you here? Yeah, and, and yeah, you were in Croydon, yeah, Croydon at, the, I was there, at, the, yeah. at the launch uh, of at the media event at Box Park in Croydon. He also said that day, I'm not going to tell you to download an app and type in your email and your bank details, which was a direct kind of... A little swipe, a side swipe, if you like, at the fact he'd been on DAZN, and obviously that platform requires sign-up and all those kind of things, and obviously he's gone to Sky and Boxer. But weirdly, Spence, a day later, it was revealed that DAZN is going on to Sky plant, uh, Platform 429, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you can actually watch DAZN now uh, from the Anthony Joshua fight onwards on April the 1st. That's live on TalkSport, of course, uh, with our commentary team, including myself, Spencer Oliver, Adam Catterall, and Andy Clark. So, weirdly, he, he crossed over... And then DAZN are going to be on the Sky platform on a channel as well. So first of all, has he made the right move? Well, listen, I, I understand where he's coming from. We we spoke off air about this as well. That he was saying, look, Spence, you know what it's like. I just want to get as many eyeballs on me as I can. Sky is by far the biggest platform. And you're right in what you said there, Gareth. Yes, the zone is now on a Sky, Sky platform and it is um, channel uh, 429, like you say. But you do still have to pay for that subscription on there it's not like free to view now it's on there like that so it's a little bit more complicated than that but great moves for the zone you know because they have actually got somewhere where you haven't got well, to watch it on your phone you need to be on that absolutely platform, that linear platform but, at the moment because they're not quite there digitally no that's right not them but the whole world absolutely yeah. of course yeah so yeah good move by them um but yeah joshua white just said listen i want to like i'm at this stage in my career now you know he's had a great win last may against um against craig Richards, spider who's a world-class operator we've seen that he's proved that you know he, we, he, even in defeat against bivol we, we he, there was a fight there that he, i felt he could have won up until about the 10th round and just 
self-belief probably let him down in that one, Richards. But, you know, he gained a lot of respect from that and showed what a good fighter he is. And then going in with Boatsy was equally as good. It was a gruelling fight. And Boatsy proved his class and pulled it out there and won a unanimous decision. But what I'm saying is this kid is WBA now... Now, WBA, number one ranked. He's knocking on the door, and he wants the biggest platform. He wants the most people to watch him so that he can... You know, boxing's a very short-lived business, and you need to you need to become a star in your own right so that you, you've got a career after boxing. And he felt that being on his own was too soon for him. Like you say, he felt that there was not enough people watching it, and maybe... It's you know he was two or three years away from his own being getting getting the audience that he wanted and Sky was the right move. He said it didn't matter what promoter it was. It wasn't a personal attack on Eddie Hearn. He just said whoever had the Sky platform at the time and it happened to be Ben Shalom. That's where he was going to go. But he said Spence, if you had that, I would have gone with you. If Eddie Hearn had it, I would have gone with him. He said this was just a business move, not a personal attack yeah, on but, Eddie. But apart from the business moves. He's trained by Virgil Hunter, who does tend to be cautious with his fighters and not throw them into world level till they're ready. The big question around Joshua Boatze, who's uh, number two for the WBO, ranked number two for the WBO title held by Arta yep. Betabiev, and is number two for the WBC title held by Arta Betabiev, with Callum Smith number one in both those yep. uh, sanctioning belts bodies. Um and and it looks like Callum Smith will get that crack at Better Be of mm. first. He's got a lot more um, wear and tear on the clock, and he's been around a lot longer. He's been the number one, hasn't he, Smith, yep. in the the division below at super middleweight. Um, is there is there much time left for Joshua Boatze? Because he's had that significant fight with Craig Richards, mm -hmm. in which he proved something. It was a terrific fight. Anthony Yard, we want to see him in against Dan Aziz, who we were talking about just now, um, who we were talking to. But these guys literally 10 minutes ago on the show and these guys have sparred together. Does Boatsy need to get a little bit of a wriggle on or not? Yes, definitely. And he recognises that himself. You know, he recognises that within the next 12 months, he needs to be boxing for that world title. He needs to, But he, he said the reasons why he hasn't boxed for that title was... You know, the, the, it was reasons between him and Eddie and contracts and like, yes, he was offered good money, he said, but that meant that I was tied into contracts that I'd and on, being on platforms that I didn't want to be on. So I turned down that fight. He said, so well, title opportunity. Yes, it was there, but it wasn't right, you know, like from the business side of things. He said, now I'm on Sky and I feel that if I can be active, because that's the most important thing, inactivity, you can't go in against fighters like Better Biev or uh, Dimitri Bivol with inactivity you have to be active and and that's what his plan is to get two or three fights in maybe this year and then box for the world title that's where he wants to be so you know he's guiding his own career but he's also yeah he's being very careful with with, with the choices that he makes but I think he's doing the right thing and I think that it's going to be interesting the next 12 months especially is going to be interesting because as you've mentioned there Gareth there's some great British fights out there as well you know with the, some of the names like you've you've just mentioned look who is, in your view, I'm going to put you on the spot here, of all those £175 fighters mm -hmm. in the UK, we've seen an amazing fight this year with uh, Anthony Yard, whose stock rose even though he lost to Better yeah. Biev, because you can see him matching up against other people. I think Better Biev is a modern master. Yeah. Um, still undefeated. What is he, 20 and 19 yeah. stoppages? Something yeah. like that. Um, no, 19 and no... Uh, 19, 19 and 19. Yeah, 19 that's 19. right. I thought it was 20 and 20, yeah. Um, what do you believe, who do you believe will emerge 
in let's say two and a half, three years time as the number one out of all these light heavyweights mm, that we got? That is a very, is it very, Yon? Is very, it Boatsy? Is it Aziz? That's is a it very Richards? good question. Is it Arthur? Is it Callum I'm Smith? I'm going to say, I'm going to say no because I think Callum Smith's been there and he's done it. And maybe you know you talking about the next two or three years. I think Callum Smith will be tapering out then. No, but Callum is it, Smith, no, but of, I'd, I'd include him him in that yeah. group of them. Yeah, is he better than all of them? Callum Smith is probably the number one out of them all at the moment, and that's down to experience. And he's been there, and he's a great fighter. So I'd say Callum Smith is probably number one there at the moment. But things could be totally different in two or three years' time. I mean. Anthony Yard is still very much on a learning curve because he's only done all his learning in the professional ranks. He didn't have an extensive, he didn't have an amateur career at all. I think he actually, he actually only had a couple of fights as an amateur and done a bit of white collar boxing. Um, so he's still very much on a learning curve and, and proved against Better Beev that he's improving all the time and he is world class. Dan Aziz is improving all the time. No one expected him to get to the heights that he's got and now you're looking at him going, hold on a minute, this kid keeps grinding it out. Um, Who's had the but, toughest ride But Joshua so Boatsy is the most spiteful of the yeah, lot. I'm going to tell yeah, you that. Yeah, that's yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, Boatsy for me was, when he was coming through, I was looking at it going, this kid is probably the best prospect globally at one point I felt that globally not just in this country at one point when he was coming through I thought this kid but then he lost ground because of inactivity you know and he still you know and he still grinded out good wins against Ryan Ford he had to bite down on his gum shield he won that fight I think he was in about seven rounds but he got a really bad thumb in the eye in about the third round his eyes swelled up Good experience for him, you know, good development for when he gets onto that world stage, you know, come through a mini crisis in that fight. And then against Craig Richards, he grinded it out again. So he's ready now. Just he needs to be active. And I think he'll go on. And I do believe he'll become a world champion. I think Boatsy probably the he's definitely the most spiteful of the lot. That's that's for sure. And Anthony Yard is Again, he's spiteful as well. It's a tough one to call, if I'm totally honest, because there's an argument for all of them, Gareth. That's I know, well, what, how good the division is. It could be an A beats B, B beats C, C beats Absolutely. A. You know, Absolutely. You just don't know in this division. Totally you know, agree. You know, it, it, it's so difficult to yeah. know. I mean, who would you pick out of... I mean, I'd love to see... I'll tell you a fight that I'd most like to see out of all of them. I don't think there's one of them that beats all of them, you see. I think they all might get beaten by each other. Because, Absolutely. Because... I think Yard and Boatsy is a phenomenal fight. That's that the most sexy. That's the most sexy fight out it of is, all of them. Stylistically, it's very hard to pick. Yeah, um, but I do understand what you're saying. There's something about the, the the resilience and spitefulness and tensile strength of of Joshua Boatsy. Mm. Um, the, the 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 attrition that he's capable of. Yeah, we haven't really seen when he's had difficult moments and been flustered. He's got th- not been flustered things that would have flustered him he's, he's dealt with it them. well Anthony Yard if there is one blip it's he got outdone by the jab of Lyndon Arthur mm-hmm. in that fight wherever it was the Albert yeah. Hall that night I think it was yeah. uh, we were at the Albert Hall or I think Be- it was the behind Hall. closed doors wasn't it it was behind closed that's doors right. that's right um, so there are there are the church it was at wasn't it mm. um, it's, uh, it's difficult to know but again Dan Aziz has got so much vim and vigour Callum Smith has probably shown the pedigree of more Absolutely. than them, but he's a weight division above where we, he was at his best so far mm. but he looks tremendous he does physically at £175 so th- th- what 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 
kind of grates with me a little bit as we're having this discussion about all this stuff. These guys are in their early 30s already mm. and they haven't fought each other yet. That's what concerns me. I think that we will get that. I really do. I think that we'll get that because I think all these guys do want to mix it up. They do want to, you know, because they do recognise that it does create legacies. And ultimately, and what this is, is prize fighting, they can all earn a phenomenal amount of money by boxing each other because they're all exciting fighters. They're all exciting in their own way. And there's an argument. We've all got an opinion about who's the best of this little mix, but none of us really know. And that's the great thing. That's when you know you've got great fights there. There's three or four great fights between them all. And we need to see them by the time, I don't know, I don't know, by the time, I'd say within the next 18 to 24 months. I agree. Totally agree. The show would be incomplete without having a heavyweight on it. It's heavyweight time. We've got a massive April coming up with Anthony Joshua. Don't forget, by the way, Anthony Joshua and Jermaine Franklin is live on TalkSport on April the 1st. You can hear it here on the home of boxing. It would have been remiss of us not to catch up with one of our, maybe not leading, but certainly growing lights in the heavyweight division, Fraser Clark. He fights on the undercard of Lawrence Sokoli's defence of the WBO Cruiserweight title against David Light in Manchester next Saturday night. He's up against Rydell Booker, is Mr Clark, and this is what he had to tell me. First and foremost, let's let's just have it right to everyone that likes to complain. I'm not doing, I'm not doing nothing different in my career than Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, and all the heavyweights that have gone before, apart from one man, the one man that changed the changed the scale of things for Olympians, Mr. Joe Joyce. He went at a phenomenal pace. So I'm not doing nothing too different to anyone else. But now nah, this is this. I I believe this is a step up and a massive step up compared to the people I've been fighting. Tell us about uh, Rydell Booker. I particularly want to ask you know just a couple of fights back. Um, I think he lost unanimous points decision to Otto Valin. So you can almost kind of watermark or rubber stamp a comparison yeah. there that people can they like to make easily yeah i mean if you look at the company that he's been in with first and foremost this is a man that isn't going to be worried by by the, the likes of fraser clark you know this guy's life story is quite a phenomenal one i met him a few years ago when he was uh, in training camp with anthony joshua preparing for ruiz one i believe and i had a chat with him as i did with all the sparring partners and i got to listen to him and I was I was taken away by the story of this man which you know for anyone that, that doesn't know go and go and google him have a, have a little uh, look at him a phenomenal story so yeah. he's a tough man he's a tough man but in boxing terms he's been he's been in there with the, them all he's been in he's been in with James Tony mate one of my favorite fighters ever uh, and I know that was a few years ago and I know that doesn't that says a lot about his age but recently um, Pulev Otto Wallin um, Philip Urgovich now, them names there for me at the minute, they're, they're, they're in a different category to me at the minute. You know, they're they're all world title contenders or have challenged for world titles or pushing. So, you know, I, I think this is a major step, but I'm taking it deadly serious because they, they, you can say anything about his age, but old dogs have a lot of crafty tricks. And if you don't turn up and you don't show up, these kind of people can make you look silly. Uh, believe me, because I've, I've seen it a lot. I've been around boxing a lot and I've, looked, I've, I've watched a lot of boxing. A lot of people that are supposed to get in there and do a job on someone. I've got to be at the races and believe me, I'm working like a dog to make sure that happens. I mean, obviously he's 42, but as you rightly point out, when he fought James Tony in 2004, he didn't box again then until 2018. Mm. 
He had mm-hmm. a lot. You know about his story. Yeah, I know. From... I know the story, and I, 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 I respect. You see, me, Gareth. What what people need that probably don't know enough about me on a personal level. I'm a real, um, I'm a real man of like culture, interest. I like people's stories. I like to know people. I get to know people. And I've got nothing but respect for this man. To be out in the ring for that long, to come back and to be in the ring with the names that he's been in, you know, it tells you tells you a lot about a person. And don't look at the record, the winning record or not. These fights that he's been in, every single person he's fought has had to be switched on. Do you know what I mean? It's like um, he got stopped by Ergovic. I think that's his only stoppage. And, and to be fair, he wanted to carry on, but I think the referee had seen enough. To go the distance with Pulev, You've got to credit. You've got to credit these people. And don't get me wrong; they don't. He's not going to become a Calvin Klein model overnight. Don't get me wrong, but don't let, don't let, and neither am I. But don't let that, don't let that make you think this guy is a bad heavyweight because he's one hundred percent not. Fascinatingly, he also went the distance for Jermaine Franklin. Exactly. Who's fighting? Who's fighting AJ? So you know, I don't want to hear no complaints about the company that I'm in with. I'm in with good company. I'm in with company. Uh, which is which is definitely going to test me and push me up in this fight. Will I have to come for a bit of adversity? Probably. Is he going to hit me back? Probably. So far, that really hasn't happened. Um, but I've seen this guy. It's only I think his last fight. He upset a like five and zero prospect or six and zero prospect, whatever he was. Thirteen and zero. Norman Healy. Thirteen and zero. You see, so he stopped him in the first round. So if yeah. anyone thinks I'm, I'm going in there thinking this is a foregone conclusion, which, if I'm honest, with the other fights that I've fought so far in my career, I have gone in. I have gone in with that attitude. You know, it's it's been um, it's been a learning phase. It's been a building phase. And to be fair, I've probably learned more in the fights that I had in the amateurs than I have done in the fights in the pros so far. But this is the process we're going behind. And guess what? I love it. I absolutely love it. I love fighting. And I'm going to enjoy this fight as hard as it will be. I seen what he did to Jermaine Franklin. They had a little toe to toe. You know, I'm a. Uh, I like to think I've got a little more, a little bit more brains than Jermaine Franklin. Um, so you know, you ain't, you're not going to catch me in a toe to toe war with this man because on his day he can upset everyone. Statement on March twenty fifth. Win. Just a win. Win. That's win, mate. Win. Yeah. yeah. I, I, how many people have made a statement against this man? Not many. Not many. If, if, if I could make a statement, it'd be a hell of impressive. But guess what? I'm not naive. I'm not stupid to think that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm Mike Tyson. I'm going to blow this man away in a round or two. It doesn't work like that. This guy's hardened, war-hardened. He's been through tough times in his life, which makes him a tough character in and out of the ring. You know, my job is to get in there and win and act like a professional. Joyce versus Jang. Joe Joyce versus Jili Zhang. How do you see that going? I'll tell you how that's gonna go. That is gonna go a bit of a, a bit of a typical Joe Joyce way. It, the first three or four rounds, it'll be competitive, but he'll it'll, it'll, it'll get caught with a few shots. You know, he'll be slamming a lot of shots against that tight guard of Zhang. Um, eventually, but then Zhang will be you know countering him, and you know don't be surprised if there's a few oohs and ahs because Joe Joe's you know his defense isn't the best thing in the world. Um, but then after four rounds. The pressure and the output that Zhang does, if it doesn't make a dent in Joyce, yeah, you'll you'll see a pummeling after that. You'll see um, Joe Joyce just change the gear, a little slot into the next gear, and then I, I very much doubt Zhang will be able to keep up with him. But he's got to be very careful early on because this this big um, 
fella who's also a member another Olympic uh, medalist. Very, very good and very solid. He can definitely bang. So Joyce after about stoppage after about six rounds, I believe. Are you surprised that Tyson Fury Alexander Usyk isn't over the line yet for April twenty ninth? I'm not. I'm not not surprised. I'm disappointed. Um, I think like a lot of people will be. You know. I don't like to get into negotiations of that caliber because guess what? It's way it's way over my head at the minute. I've not seen nothing like it. But the you're the two leading heavyweights in the world. So for me, what that means is you're the two leading fighters in the world. I know people will disagree, but you're the heavyweights. You're the people what the people you're the people that people want to see and look up to. If you two can't get it on, just like AJ and Joshua can't get it on. What hopes has anyone else got in any division? If the, if the biggest fight in the world can't be made. We're all in trouble. Get the fight made. You're both already multi, multi millionaires. You both got to make a fair whack anyway. Um, what Tyson Fury always claimed is it's not for the money. Usyk seems to be like it's, it's for the pride of, of everything else. Put your head together, lads, and get it on. Well, a packed show as ever. Don't forget to subscribe, listen to us every week. You've been listening to the Fight Night podcast for Talk Sport with me, Gareth A. Davis. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.